Welcome to the C3 Church Global Podcast with Phil Pringle. Phil is the founder and senior leader of C3 Church Global, a family of over 500 churches around the world. We're passionate about bringing you fresh, inspiring devotionals to fuel your day and insightful conversations on all things church and leadership. And it all starts right now. Hey everyone, well, here we are driving to church with Pastor Al. Hello. Yes, I'm driving. <laughs> and uh, yours truly. And we just thought we'd do a story about one year in. Yeah. After the transition, which happened in November last year, <laughs> where, not, I mean, the year before, in 2021. So that uh, I, after 42 years of leading Oxford Falls, wow. handed that on to this young man. Alex Lee and his wife, Jesson, and uh, Oaks, of course, and we're on our way to the Silverwater location of C3SYD, which Al has been, Pastor Al has been the leader of for how long? Uh, it was two and a half, maybe just under three yeah. years, yeah. and we were youth and young adults prior to that. Yeah. We're doing all three at one point. It was great. So this transition has gone pretty well, actually. We've <laughs> seen the church increase and grow yep. <laughs> over this last year, post-COVID, everything else, get consolidated, and uh, it has been a really, really uh, wonderful experience, right? It has been amazing, <laughs> We're having a blast. Yeah. We, we're learning lots. What would you say the main points of the transition that helped it actually go as smoothly as it had? Yeah. Well, I think uh, really at the end of the day, the founding pastors, so Pastor Phil and Chris, the, their spirit, your spirit, Pastor Phil, to um, champion us is probably the number one thing. And I think that has been the biggest key. Right. Um, that people have embraced us, um, people have felt comfortable with us. I think it's helped that we've grown up in the church and we're kind of a son and daughter in in the house. But your uh, endorsement of us, belief in us, I think that's been the big key. We've prayed together most days. Yeah, we have. Um, and I think that has been a game changer because it's, it's been, there's been a, um, a relational and a spiritual connection between us. I think has helped that transition happen really smoothly. I'd say those two things would be my big ones. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I've often said that if you, you know, it's like changing batons in a in a in a relay race. Yeah. And uh, if I'm going to pass the baton on, I want to make sure that whoever I'm passing it to is running at the same speed, <laughs> running in the same direction, and running in the same lane, and is going to run with you mm. for a decent part of the journey yeah. and so uh, yeah, definitely Al has done that and uh, because of that it's been a very uh, smooth and wonderful moment of increase and growth forward yes. in the church I don't yes. think guys should be holding on to their congregations longer than they should yeah. otherwise it can start to die but we every one of us need to have a plan B mm. a disciple uh, and if not one, two, three, four. And it doesn't have to be a formal uh, situation. It can be a very informal, casual relationship. But at least if there's uh, 
the dynamic of praying together. Yeah. I think you learn a whole lot about people mm. when you pray together. And Jesus did it with his disciples. He was disappointed when they wouldn't do it, when they fell asleep on him. <laughs> uh, but uh, he also uh, needed a team that he could bleed yeah. with, yeah. that he could bear his soul with. And, uh, and that's, uh, I believe, part of the secret of moving forward. What are the plans, uh, Al, you got for the church in the future here well, in, in Sydney? I mean, I think the big keys we have is we're a multi-site church. So um, we are really doubling down this last year on discipleship and getting a really healthy flow of discipleship. Uh, and then on that basis, we're now really focused on developing leaders afresh. So getting really strategic about leaders, um, releasing them, investing in them, raising them up. And then I really feel like um, it's just, it's time to grow. So I would say over the next three to five years, we've, we've extended, we've expanded, and I think God's going to fill what we've established across the city. And uh, we're believing for hundreds and thousands one day of yeah, people. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what do you think are the key things for uh, a new generation church mm. to be taken hold of? Because there are a lot of issues yeah. that people are getting pretty excited about. <laughs> and that word excited <laughs> covers a wide range of emotions. You know, the angry or yeah. upset, aggravated, yeah. uh, and proclaiming, and I think that some of them have have the potential to distract yes. from uh, the primary calling, yeah. which we are separated to the gospel. Paul said, "I'm separated to the gospel," and yeah. it's uh, pretty important to be yeah. in a position where you are separated from all the other things that you could use your pulpit for. Yeah. Uh, but actually, once we hit eternity and heaven, we're going to think, "Whoa." Yeah. The big message was to get the souls of men and women cleansed yes. through the blood of Christ, repentance, and that they are born again yeah. uh, for eternity. Uh, so, But in the light of that, there's yeah. always uh, needs that the church needs to meet. Yeah. And like Jesus met the needs of people. Yeah. But once he met their needs, he, asked, he, he said, now, now follow me. Yeah. And so healing the sick, meeting the needs of this generation. Yeah. It's very important. And I, I think, um, you know, they're not going to listen to just old guys talking. They want to hear <laughs> the voice of a new generation such yeah. as yourself. who has got their head on straight. and But but at the same time, you've got to be able to win the, this yeah. generation, right? And I, I, I mean, my thought there, Pastor Bill, is I think um, Colossians 1, 28, him we preach. Right. Uh, and we are proclaiming Christ. So I think, I do think people are looking for, uh, as much as it's a PC world, I do think people are looking for boldness around our conviction. And our number one conviction is Christ. Right. And so I think we have to preach Jesus, not just about him, or not just preaching the principles of Christ. Right. But I think we need to preach the person of Jesus. Right. And I think when we preach the person of Jesus Christ, he will draw all men unto himself. He, I think we need to be um, just confident about that and right. just go for it, unapologetic, uh, not worrying about people's opinion. Right. I think we should preach pretty straight when yeah. it comes to the gospel right. um, with grace and yeah. love, but presenting the truth. Yeah. I think grace without truth isn't really grace. 
Exactly. So, Grace right. means nothing if there's no judgment. Right. right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so people need to know there is a problem. There is a problem. You know, the problem, sin is a problem. Yeah. Sin is not okay. And I think we, uh, we should be bold about that, but we should be bold about the good news of the gospel that Jesus Christ came to take our place. Yeah. So I think, I think that's at the core. We really have to hone in on preaching Jesus. Good. Yeah, no, it's... And you know, not everybody's going to be interested in Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're going to hate us for preaching Jesus, but there will come a day when they are hungry and thirsty. Yeah. And, and the Bible invitation to say, all you are hungry and thirsty, yes. come. Yes. But there's a lot of people who aren't hungry. Yes. A lot of people who aren't thirsty, couldn't yeah. care less about God. We are not here trying to force them yeah. to come to the kingdom. Their day will come yes. when they get hungry. That's when right. they get thirsty. Right. So let's not just get all upset with them and yeah. try and force the hand. There are thousands, <laughs> millions of people right now yeah. who want to hear about Christ. Exactly. Who want to know that that there is a way out. Just not just not through sort of seven steps of something, but actually through repentance, <laughs> having their soul cleansed so they can say, I've got peace. Yeah. It is well with my soul. Yeah. And, uh, and, and as we bring Christ, we're not always going to be popular. No. We're not here to please man. No. We're here to actually please the Lord. Yeah. And we'll do that when we are sure witnesses for him. Yes. And people hear the gospel, clearly understand what to yeah. do, and actually find themselves in salvation. And I think that's then the Holy Spirit. Yeah. We need to uh, allow the Holy Spirit to do what he does and, you know, not get in the way and that's I mean that's something in our movement that's obviously very deep stake in the ground right and I think um, I think people are hungry for that as well I think people want to see the moving of the power of the Holy Spirit I think we um, we should allow that I think we shouldn't be afraid of it uh, it's a little bit sure it's a little bit different but I mean my Lord yeah. There's so many strange things going on in the world. Yeah. I don't think we should be apologizing about uh, the reality of God right. in the earth. It's certainly what got me to follow Jesus. And yeah. you couldn't doubt that in the New Testament, those yeah. apostles were moving in a dimension of power yes. that turned entire cities upside down. Yeah. Whole areas came to Christ because of the work of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And uh, I do believe... This year, we will see a move of God, yeah. a new move of the Holy Spirit. I just heard that the Supreme Court of the USA is in the process of restoring prayer in schools. Wow. That's huge. That is huge. That is enormous because then, as soon as we allow prayer and begin to pray, God will answer. There will be a move of God. It's like opening the door to the Lord, which um, has been shut in so many instances. But believe me, we're going to see a move of God. We are. Pastor Al. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. No doubt. You just had a great youth camp, right? We did. Youth camp. We did. We've had a, I think it's been a three-year hiatus because of COVID. Right. And um, it was amazing. Teenagers, I mean, it was incredible. So all these kids had their own Bible. They're all... Sitting there with a trash your Bible TYB shout out Katie Hale. Yeah, yeah. And um, highlighting, taking notes, and then out on the altar, 
getting filled with the Holy Spirit, signing up for baptism. Yeah. And uh, the teenagers coming through are super, I mean, there's something amazing about they're super pure. Right. Uh, they're just really hungry for God. They're, they're quite simple. They're not, it's not as complex. They're not as, not as I don't know, there's just a, a purity about them that's it's amazing. really exciting. Yeah. So, New out. generation. I, I believe that. I'm pr- I pray for pretty well every day. Uh, a teenage revival, yeah. a revival of teenagers coming to Christ, because that's the scripture says in the last days, yeah. God will pour out His Spirit on all flesh, yes. and your sons and your daughters yes. will prophesy. Yeah. I'm I'm praying that for you who are listening to this yeah. right now, that the Holy Spirit will be poured out on you, your family, your church, and your children, your sons and daughters, your teenagers. We'll start to prophesy. Yeah. We'll start to preach. We'll start to move in the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I mean, those disciples, they were only like 19, teenagers. 20, late, yeah, late teenagers, young adults. Uh, that's when Peter was walking on water, yeah. lifting up, raising the dead in the book of Acts. They're still only in their early 20s, these guys, uh, the disciples that Jesus chose. Yeah. And so we have got no reason at all to doubt this next generation yeah. could carry an enormous move of God. And I believe, yeah, I believe the that. devil is trying to destroy them yeah. like he did with Moses, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. As soon as they, as soon as the, there was the idea of a deliverer has turned up, yeah. the devil yeah, tried yeah, to kill yeah, yeah. him. And, and the, the mutilation and the suicide numbers and all of that, yeah. we are going to see yes. such an enormous move of the Holy Spirit yes. around the world. Yeah. In these next few years, yeah. right? I believe that. <laughs> we know that. And uh, and we're going to see C three S Y D explode <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> in Jesus' name. Explode in a good way. Yeah. Well, Pastor Al, we're praying for you and Jesson. Thanks, Pastor Phil. The power of the Holy Spirit will be on you, yes. and uh, you'll have an amazing year. We didn't we didn't talk too much with Jesson because she's been looking after Oaks. <laughs> And making sure everything's great in the back. It's great to see you, Jessen. Nice to see you. Yeah, I heard you speaking last uh, weekend uh, in church. So good to see you and and uh, Al doing such a great job. Are you enjoying it? Loving it. We love church. Sunday's the best. Yeah, yeah. We're just on our way to church right now. I'm speaking on prayer over at Silverwater. That's the theme in all the locations. This uh, this week and uh my thing is if you start the year on your knees you'll finish on your feet yes looking forward to it it is god bless you see you soon bye thanks for tuning in to this episode of the c3 church global podcast let us know what you thought by leaving a review and connect with us on instagram at c3 church global we hope you'll be back real soon